The Federal Ministry of Health warns that smokers die young. Tobacco smoke contains over 70 substances known to cause cancer. Smoking kills. Quit now. The policemen that actually want to do their job and are doing their job with the limited resources that they have. But we all know that for you to find a good policeman in Nigeria, you have to first seek a pig that is flying before you find one because they are rare. And for the Christian community, there are people that are trying at least with the knowledge they have, with the understanding they have, with what they can work with, are trying to do the Christianity right. Me speaking now, speaking for the Christian community, we are not getting it right. Something has to change because we have been doing Christianity as business as usual, right? And people are not getting it. People are not getting it. People are getting worse. You see a pastor, for instance, that's preaching powerfully. And then his everyday life, which is running through the ladies in his congregation. And then one of the ladies from that that experiences that cannot reconcile the man out there and the man out here. Mm -hmm. This person that is supposedly sent by God is saying this. this and doing this. There are two things. Either what he's saying is not true or his God doesn't exist. Meanwhile, there's a third option that he's not doing it right. With pastors, a reorientation also that you are a shepherd under the great shepherd. So first things first, you're answerable to God, but you're also answerable to the people that you are called to serve. Come on, people people can tell when someone is a fake pastor even though they are not Christians, right? Some people can tell when someone is moving around even though they are not Christians. So to piggyback on what you said before, there should be a constant retraining of these guys. So Christianity like feminism in the sense that feminism is a simple concept. But now, the expression of feminism begins to get complex when you move from culture to culture.
joints. Uh, the reason why I actually really even just waited for this episode was because I actually really, really, really wanted this episode to happen. Okay. I had, I told you before, I had put you on the, I put you on the potential guest list since forever, since that time that we had a yeah. conversation. And I think it was majorly, I really, 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 really like and respect you. And it's very interesting because for a while, I forgot your name. I didn't, I didn't even realize I still had a number. No, you called me, your name popped up. <laughs> that's, that's how long we've been guys. But it was like, I had known you by your Twitter handle so long. I was like, what's this guy's first name? So, I was like, oh, wait, what's his first name? I, 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 for the life of me, I was stressed. Like, I remember the random day. I was like, no, let me just go through the motions. When I see him, I said, ah, I don't remember his name now. It was mad. <laughs> but I think even, even more than that, though, it was the... The native word, I mean, the naive word, I mean, the, the uneducated word is the theologian in you, right? Mm. And very often, it's like the conversations I have, even though they are with myself, mm. they are very, quote-unquote, theological because they challenge the norm, they challenge anybody's thought process. If not even challenges, they make people curious, they make mm. people want to know, and I really like, nah, this boy must be on the podcast, and my listeners know that I always have the best thoughts for them, and so for like two weeks I was silent, but you know, they would, they would, they would be fine because this is going to be a delicious episode, and... Okay. <laughs> no pressure? No, no, yeah. not taking. Is that the right response to that? No well, pressure? No, that's well, no offense, no. Ludo. Yes, but then, Nami put on. Sorry. Sumi. <laughs> Sumi. I, I, I just might. I just might. And interestingly, um, again, part of the thought processes. Oh, and for people listening for the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Oh, and for people listening to the, the podcast, podcast for, for the, the very first time. We should continue now. For people listening to the podcast for the very first time because, you know, someone shared it with you, your friend, your enemy, you stopped it up on it somewhere. This is Naked and Big, the best podcast out of the solar system. What we do here, because we are very 420 friendly, is ask six questions because four plus two plus zero six, right? Mm. So I ask, I guess, four questions. They ask me two. We split it into two halves. Two questions and one, we're going to break. Two questions and one, we call it a wrap. And so, yeah, my first question to you, yeah. why did you want to be on a podcast with me? Slash, why did you agree to be on a podcast with me? Now, That's the, interesting. And the context was because I guess we just haven't given ourselves enough context to have a stronger relationship. Uh-huh. But in another world, we are the same. And I would say that's why we're not close. Kind of like a lone wolf. I want to hear that. I want to hear this fleshed out, okay, honestly. With magnets, would be two positive poles can't be together because mm-hmm. they would repel, right? Mm-hmm. Also, going back to that conversation of sheep and sheep dogs, mm-hmm. you can't have too many sheep dogs circling a particular flock of sheep. Mm-hmm. So every sheep dog has to find his own, own sheep. Kind mm-hmm. of something like that. We're both sheep dogs in that way because we have very interesting thoughts of self, interesting thoughts of life. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, we don't really need people to feel us. We are our own feel. Mm. You know, so one of the things I yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the yeah, things yeah. I identify with is Epicurean. Epicureans are people who pretty much just derive pleasure in the simplest of things. For me, for example, all I really worry about in this life is I don't pay rent for one year. 
I get chow for today. I get where to sleep. Food, clothing, shelter. You know, I don't want Xbox 5. Not Xbox 5. <laughs> I don't want PS5. I don't want those. Like, I want them, but they're not things that bring me pleasure like quote-unquote every other person. Things I'm chasing are peace, are influence, are I want to be able to born any kind of fragrance I want because I enjoy it. I want to listen to my kind of music. I want to just do things my way. So I'll say we're very similar like that. And yeah, we, we're our own field, basically. Again, going back to the, we just haven't also given ourselves enough context, when I say context, enough experiences to just grow that relationship. But it was like, okay, I'm going to try to get this boy on this podcast so that at the very least, my listeners not call me completely mad because this is somebody completely different <laughs> that I say the same thing. But I'm circling back and um, sticking to the theme of the season, pseudonyms. Basically, I give guests pseudonyms on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the episode, they can reveal their identity. But I do the pseudonym so that people can hear what they have to say without any. Kind of any bias, yeah, you know, without knowing, oh, is the CEO of this or this is just some random person. So, your pseudonym for this episode is the Tasmanian Devil. Wow, now, yeah, more context as to the pseudonym. Okay, okay, it's something that has been happening as it has gone, right? Mm. That the pseudonyms are kind of like opposites of the personality, it makes it unveiling more, okay, you know, just and, and in my head, I'm thinking theology, spiritual, all of that. The opposite of that would be Tasmanian Devil, right? Because mm-hmm. the devil is, is, is mischievous, is all of those things. So yeah, you're the Tasmanian Devil. I've spoken a lot. I'm going to breathe now. <laughs> whilst you answer the first question, which was, again, why did you agree to be on the pod? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I have to think about it. Just like the She-Hulk accused you of... <laughs> <laughs> making me think. Of making her think. <laughs> so um, I had kept you waiting for a long time. There's no particular reason why. It just wasn't at the fore of my mind. Because life is happening. Yeah. Um, I've gone through a couple of things in the last two years. And it just... Somewhere in the back of my mind, I just knew that, okay, this podcast that um, this young man has spoken about, I'm going to be there with. But then to go. And then to come back again. And then to go. It was more curiosity for mm-hmm. me. Because if I'm being honest with you, I haven't really listened to Naked and Baked. Not for any fault of yours or mine. In general, I haven't really, really listened to podcasts. At some point, I was hooked on a particular history podcast mm-hmm. on dictators and whatnot. And then at some point, I was hooked on podcasts about being a good parent, family, all that stuff. I'm not married, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, preparing for that. And then at some point, podcasts were just sermons. So because I've had flashes here and there, I've not really had a structure to, okay, podcast, I'm supposed to listen to this, listen to that, listen to that, listen to that. At some point, it was even for economics. At some point, it was stuff you should know. Those are the names of the two podcasts. And then I was like, yeah. Then at some point, I just did not listen to anything because I was just, I was just, living. Just, yeah, living. Life was happening. Life was happening. Stuff was happening. I was going through a lot. And then everything really happened. <laughs> and for subsidy removal happened and I was like ah man you know what even though it will, it will, even though it will cost me I'm going to come today since you are willing to have me on the podcast even though we are sort of like you said light poles not uh, repelling all that stuff I'm like okay you know what let's come let's make it happen let's make it happen let's we'll cook from here so yeah if I'm going to bring it up mm-hmm. to salient points what made me agree was curiosity, your desire to have me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Those two. I love I'm, it because I, I love it because it segues to the second question. Okay. Some context. And it might come like a surprise. I'm even surprised you want to have me on this podcast. Yeah. Well carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Some context. Um and it might come as a surprise to you. For a while I had an interesting level of imposter syndrome. And 
Surprised. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> when I started to figure out the why in my process of overcoming it, I remember the conversation we were having and you had called me eccentric. Yep. And yep. it was kind of so like, let's say for example, yesterday night I said, yeah, you know what, yeah, I'm eccentric. And then today you called me eccentric. You calling me eccentric wasn't because of the conversation I had with myself last night. It was your experience with me over the years because we've known each other for what? Bro. At least 2004, at the very least. At the very least. Yeah. At, the very, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that's a minute. And when you had called me that, I was like, this person actually knows me. We just haven't given each other enough context because life is happening, but we always just, this guy did, this guy, a solid guy, yeah, and this yeah. guy did. You know, so yeah, why eccentric? Why did you call me? Why do you call me eccentric? Do you know the first place I saw eccentric? It was in Football Manager. I'm dying, and that makes sense. Eccentricity. Eccentricity, that makes sense. It, but it, in football, it's different now. No, it's the same thing. Okay. It goes between 1 and 10. One and 20 of a war manager, right? And the higher the number is, the more eccentric the person is. Mm-hmm. And it's usually goalkeepers that have eccentricity. That yeah. eccentricity trait. It's only goalkeepers that have it. Every other position doesn't have that on football manager. So if you're a goalkeeper, you're looking for someone with the lowest possible eccentricity. Because they would not move mad in the post. Exactly. When I saw eccentricity, I was like, huh. Because every other attribute for the goalkeeper, the higher the better. But for this one, the lower the better. I was asking myself, I need to find the meaning. So I, I googled it and I saw the tendency to do something out of the ordinary. And I was like, ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I've never you want the goalkeeper to, to stick to his stick job. To the job. That's why you have someone like Andrew Nana in my you. It's probably like Because that guy just does what he wants. Because of that, that word actually stuck with me. For a period after I learned about the word, yeah. I was looking out for people that were eccentric or not eccentric. Tendency to do something out of the ordinary. My friend Joshua, not eccentric. There was my friend AY, not eccentric. There was me, eccentric. And I was like, huh, why am I eccentric? <laughs> because, because I normally like to follow rules. But then again, here and there, I'm like, eh, nah, nope, I'm not doing. And it's not like, oh, I become rebellious and I move mad and I just cut everywhere. But I'm just like, for this one, no, I'm not doing no. No matter what you want to say, bring everyone down. I'm not doing Unless I hear a voice. My son, <laughs> make the left, <laughs> right? I started playing football manager in 2008. At that period now, I think for like a two-year period, I was kind of unconsciously catching people that I deemed eccentric, people that I didn't deem eccentric. And then observing you here and I'm like, ah, this guy, eccentric. <laughs> for, so, for those so, who are because we don't have video yet, you guys, he literally just pointed out, ah, yeah, him, him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, this guy has not changed from secondary school. Bro, because even in secondary school, you were very, very eccentric. I mean, on a scale of you to me, mm-hmm. or me to you. No, this scale has to be from me to you because you're, you're higher. You're, you're higher on the scale of eccentricity than I am, right? Just talk with me that eccentric. I don't think I had the chance to say it to you until we had that conversation, and I was like, ah, yes, eccentric. And you just said something very interesting. You said like since secondary school, and I say interesting because. I meet people recently who have known me for a minute and they say something like, you haven't changed a bit. And I know what they mean. But it's also always very interesting to me because going through the process, I think of how much I have changed. But then I realize that the change I have changed is more internal, is more accepting my eccentricity, is more understanding the mm-hmm. why behind my eccentricity and not being able to own it more. Because there was a very long period of time when someone would see me and say, you haven't changed. And I almost feel offended because I'd be like, I try and say I haven't grown at all. But then I realized that 
I don't know, there, there, there was something in adulting that made me start to question who I was then. And I guess maybe everybody experiences that. Maybe that's where we now ask ourselves the, who am I? Mm. Why me? You know, because... Man, know thyself. Because I, I, I think that... I think that's life's journey, or that's part of life's journey. It's one of the reasons why I don't really like communities, because communities are what reflections of yourself now reflection of traits that you like for example you belong to dog community or oh, all of us love dogs together or oh, oh, i'm a doctor all of us are doctors together because of whatever it is that is binding you to these people it's easy to get comfortable and think that the world is is all that yeah. and whilst that works if a community is like a huge community like the christian community or yeah. the muslim community right you can decide to lose yourself in that community but second back to the, our conversation on the importance of the law and what the law does as to keep people in check i think it's the responsibility of community leaders to remind the community members that the largest community that matters is human being and that's why silly things like homophobia exists and racism exists because you're choosing to see me because of who i'm having sex with or the color of my skin forgetting that at the end of the day i'm human you're human i bleed red you bleed red I felt heartbreak, you felt heartbreak, I felt disappointment, I felt anger. That's the only community that quote-unquote matters. Yeah. The other communities are just for you to touch ground, touch base, know that, okay, you can always come back home to this, your people. But because the world doesn't revolve around you and you keep living and keep meeting other people, losing yourself, your community and its beliefs does more detriment to you in the long run. That's why you're seeing someone who's questioning their faith and you're unable to hear what the person is saying and then respond in a way that they understand. Because at the end of the day, communication is not speaking eloquently. Communication is speaking in such a way that you are understood. Mm. If it means I need to say that I am a bastard for me to communicate to you something else, even though I don't necessarily believe I'm a bastard, if the point of me communicating is to communicate to you, I need to learn to drop my using the word loosely, ego, my righteousness, like, you know, trying to stick to what I want to say, to mm. come, quote unquote, coming down or coming up to your level to say, okay, I'm going to come and meet you, quote unquote, halfway, you know, and I don't even know how I got on this long tangent, because you said from eccentricity. <laughs> but then, but then, you know, with community, I can speak for the Christian community now, for instance. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I know that there are all sorts of offshoots there are all sorts of behaviors there are all sorts of approaches or things that have been done in the name of the christian community but then again you know with every community or with every sect or with every group of people we tend to look at the people that are not doing it right and expand on that and forget people that are doing it right hmm. for instance now i mean this is a nigerian context so this example is extreme extreme and people will struggle to pick this poor they are good police no 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 i mean in general okay i mean in general okay. but please you process <laughs> but, but, but they are good policemen yeah they are policemen that actually want to do their job and are doing their job with the limited resources that they have but we all know that for you to find a good policeman in Nigeria, you have to first seek a pig that is flying before you find one. Because they are rare. Does that mean we should do with police? No. It just means that we should look out and hope for the... In Nigeria now, we should hope for the best, really. Hope for the best that the police situation improves. What I'm trying to draw out is this. There are people that are doing a good job within communities that have a lot of bad eggs. And for the Christian community, there are people that are trying at least with the knowledge they have, with the understanding they have, with what they can work with, are trying to do the Christianity right. 
my understanding of dealing with let's say someone that okay questioning your faith now is more a let me hear what you are saying as opposed to wanting to shut you down that you shouldn't question these things mm-hmm. you see a pastor for instance that's preaching powerfully on stage on podium and then his everyday life which is running through the ladies in his congregation and then one of the ladies from that that experiences that cannot reconcile the man up there and the man out here mm-hmm. and it's Coming to the conclusion that this thing is a lie because this person that is supposedly sent by God is saying this. this and doing this. There are two things. Either what he's saying is not true or his God doesn't exist. Meanwhile, there's a third option that he's not doing it right. But we tend to forget that because it's easier to focus on what has been done to us that has made us be wrong and then begin to question everything, which is fine by the way. It's very, very fine. It's very, very normal. But then again, will you throw everything away because of the doings of one terrible person. There are a lot of us that still want to get married even though we know of terrible marriages. Because we are telling ourselves that, look, I want my own to be better than this terrible marriage. Mm. I mean, there are people that will say, you know what, I'm not getting married because of this. But the vast majority of us will say, this will not be my story because I'm going to do everything within my power to make things work. We go on Instagram, we look for influencers. We go on Twitter, we look for people that are doing well. There's a particular lady on Twitter that does, um, that I think she counsels, she does counseling for children or something like that. She's also oh, in marriage counseling or something like that. And she gives tips on, okay, she gives tips on parenting. I think she's based in Canada or US or thereabouts. Okay. She gives tips on parenting and she gives her own experience too. And then in BT, a lot of people go there to learn because they want to have her experience and a better one. I mean, there are examples of bad parenting all around us all that stuff right or bad husbands bad wives and all that and then we tell ourselves that you know what i don't want my own to be like this i want mine to be a better version of what this is Mm. committees should do a lot of self-inflection or self-reflection and say you know what we're not getting it right me speaking now speaking for the christian community we're not getting it right something has to change because we have been doing christianity as business as usual right and people are not getting it people are not getting it people are getting worse Things are getting worse. People are dropping out more from the church. And then we're not trying to use the, oh, throw a concert here, do a hangout there. It's not working, man. Can't people over the crowd. Exactly. Because this concert, go and get your bonobo boy up, go and get your whiskey up, go and get your DVD up. Communities in general just have to settle down. But then again, because of the size of this particular community or these communities, only a section would really do that inflection. You know what I'm thinking now? I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm, I'm questioning what defines the community. Ah. Let me rephrase that. I'm questioning if the community is defined by people or if people define the community. Which one came first? Chicken, Chicken versus the egg. Because this is, what, this is where I'm going with that. And I'm listening to your examples and I'm thinking to myself, whilst I understand and I agree with you, I'm also thinking, for example, can't afford to have a few bad pilots in the piloting agency. Agreed, agreed, right? agreed, agreed, agreed. For something as influential as a way of an or, as for something as influential as a way an of orator, life. you know, pastor or mm-hmm. a, a police, again, there are always going to be good and bad people. But there has to be a deliberateness to those that you actually give the authority to be able to say this and say that. That's why I was asking the whole what defines what because you can't really stop people from coming out and saying I want to be this. And exactly. Hang on. Exactly. And that's where that's how that's where the question now comes. Okay, I come out and say I want to be this. How much am I giving this person a platform? 
Mm. You know, and then it's not it's not making me think that, of that is a very fantastic that's a very fantastic line of thought. Right and there. I'm not thinking yes. of again for people to believe somebody or follow somebody or decide I want to marry myself into this ideology. Mm. We see the world knows as it is, but as we are, and when we thirst, we go for what we want. So that means if nobody was resonating with what he was saying, he would just be a madman speaking on his own. Yeah. But because what he's saying is I agree with that, is resonating with people. Yeah. So with all this like thoughts, right? I'm not thinking at the end of the day. Again, this is where the community it's not a does self inflection because again, it's, it's to self inflect. But, but self but then what does what does self inflection lead to? Even something more like self inflection. Before we be, get to that point, before we get to self like self inflection is like coming after something don't happen. There should be such deliberateness that, that there's no need to. The thing, the thing, no, no go happen. It no go happen so, at all. So you know, you know, it's a flow of thoughts now. Mm-hmm. Please, guys, forgive me. No, don't. Well, this uh, this one making a big deal. Okay, fantastic. They are just a fly on the wall. No so, offense to you guys. <laughs> so it's a flow of thoughts. Um, we are starting from the fact that there are some bad eggs. Now I know that is that seems to be like a way of dampening the situation. Okay, they are terrible. They are terrible, terrible, terrible people in these places. Policemen, pastoring, all that stuff, right? But then you know. The pilot example is a very fantastic one because that's my field. I work in aviation. Now, pilots undergo training. There's a particular set period. It depends on the airline. It depends on the regulator too, mm-hmm. within, within which the airlines are working. So, the regulator can say it should not go. Let, I'm giving an example. They can say it should not go beyond 18 months. You, as an airline, can now say, you know what, 12 months. Okay. It cannot be, it cannot be more than elevation law. Let me put it like that. There should be a constant revisiting. A revisiting of your training. Yeah. A reorientation of the fact that you're saving the people. You are not the Lord over them. Yeah. You're saving the people. With pastors, a reorientation also that you are a shepherd under the great shepherd. So, first things first, you're answerable to God. But, a lot of people abuse that you're answerable to God as an excuse to leave pastors to do what they want. But you're also answerable to the people yeah. that you are called to serve. In some denominations, they can fire you if you are moving mad. Somewhere like um, the Baptist Convention, for instance. You move anyhow, you're off. The people vote, vote you out, and vote to somebody in, right? But charismatic circles, God told me I'm the one to liberate all of you, or God told me I'm the one to send you away, and then they, they are very charismatic, they're very vocal, they're hearing from God, what they say comes to pass. So you're not like, ah, God has sent this one. But then there are no checks and balances for that person or for the people that he now begins to churn out. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, the Bible that we read says there should be a plurality of elders so that there will be any problem. So that if you come, so right, having bad days, somebody exactly. can step up. Yeah. That's one, two. If you are moving mad, people can call you, hey, hello, chairman, this is not what has been passed down to us. You are not meant to be acting like this. Why are you behaving like this? But someone can just wake up and say, oh, that's my spiritual father. The guy doesn't even know he exists. But because he's following his messages, listens to him a lot, maybe he begins to dress like him, he begins to walk like him, begins to sound like him. Then one day, one day, maybe five years down the line, now finally meets the man. Ah, sir, I've followed your ministry for five years. I've been so blessed. We have grown. We have 20 churches now. Sir, take this prophet offering down. Now say, neither my son. We call it prophet offering and lay hands on him and say, go forth and increase and multiply. Right? That's not how it should be. There should be no privacy in the sense that this guy, you are leading people. Therefore, we need to know what kind of life you are living. If we are seeing that you are going left, hey, chairman, come and receive training again. It's like you have missed a few things. Come and see what you are called to be. You are called to be someone that is blameless with without reproach. That's what the Bible said. Blameless without, without reproach among your Christians people. and people that are not even Christians. Mm-hmm. So that everybody sees you are like this one, nothing to him. He's an okay guy. Come on, people. 
people can tell when someone is a fake pastor even though they are not Christians, right? Some people can tell when someone is a moving man even though they are not Christians. So, to piggyback on what you said before, there should be a constant retraining of these guys. Pastors, policemen, all that stuff. So that we won't even get to the point where we are going to be we are having to do an you have, Exactly. It's that thing we talk about internal affairs. Anything that is an organization of people should have an internal and affairs every of church. You yeah. have that. Every single church should have that. In fact, in the church it's even better to have external affairs because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like because like you have people that are not in the congregation, but there is oversight over the pastor. So that they are not influenced by the... Thank you. It's not the, that the pastor appointed elders. And yeah. then you're not saying, ah, what, what can you tell me? I'm the one that appointed you. I will sack you now. Yeah. Right? These are external like external auditors. Thank you. It's just like people will invite the lawyer to come and audit their company. So that it won't be like, oh, internal editors, they are the ones that did it. Like no. the book this from, guys, yeah. we didn't influence them. They came, they did a full audit. And these are the things they picked out. These are the things that they saw. And I think that they all they said we are clean. That's how it should be. And we've gotten here from eccentric. It's good. And my la- I was going to say my question, my last question on this topic is going to be, do you think the church generally is then at a place where they are ready to accept that there needs to be a governing body? And if you do or you don't, it's not a question mm. you need to answer. It's just food for thought for anybody who's also listening. Again, coming back to the, what defines a person or what defines a community or does the community define the person? Because if the church is now, or if any organization is now not ready to be that accountable, don't now question the people who are acting out the faith. Because being a Christian, for example, if you cannot be graceful enough to be accountable and to be corrected, what is your whole Christianity about? Then why are you, why are you even preaching? Why are you even preaching? People, you know, right? so that's my question. Like, again, do yeah. you think the because, church is generally in a place where... Preaching, preaching is pretty much, uh, we are speaking to the souls of people. You're preaching, you're speaking to the lives of people. Before I continue, let me tell one of my, my, my thinking about like preaching. Please, and please clarify governing body for me. Or carry on. Okay, um, my, 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 my idea on religion is one of the reasons why I really like the Bible also said, you know, seek God by yourself. Or any other religion, you know, seek and ask questions because even if I heard or I hear from God, what I hear and what I tell you are different. Mm. Not because I'm not saying what God told me word for word. But because I am who I am, what I understand God is saying is going to be different from what I say. I mean, what I understand what God is saying is going to be different from what he said. Because, again, that's where I guess that's where the, the alignment of things mm, are now. Mm. You know, but God would you, says, say, but mm. would you say that? I mean, considering the fact that it's God that is sending this message, would you say that God doesn't anticipate that when sending that message to someone? So now, I don't know if it's not a God is not anticipating it. Mm. I th- I, again, I can't speak for God, but I think it's going to be more of a do as I say. Mm. So God, I mean, God expects absolute obedience, mm. right? So this is a very interesting thing. So I'm thinking God exists in a plane of absolutes, mm. black or white. Mm-hmm. There's not much of a gray area for God. Mm-hmm. Say that that's why they would say that all sins are the same. You fucked up or you didn't. Because funny funny thought process. I can't remember where I heard it. It was in a clubhouse room, I believe. And it was a very different conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And the person was talking about how she believes and she understands why God would be upset with masturbation. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are all carefully and wonderfully made, right? All individual of us. Now, the male sperm is supposed to have, what, one million people or something, right? <laughs> and, yeah, I did, wait, <laughs> one million boys. <laughs> what would you... Isha has one million or two, have a number of people, three yeah, million yeah, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. One and drop, only one, one person... In one drop. And only one person makes it right. So, for example, God already, him being the master creator. Again, based on, say, 
all of us we're supposed to already have had our own heavenly beings right. before we come down and forget who we are and then journey to remember who we are as heavenly beings right so that means person won't fuck now that means you will come right one million souls in heaven. You know, you people are ready for your next trip. Nine hundred and ninety-nine million of you basically come back with. All of you get ready for a trip, and you people go. And only one person makes it right. And I think about a okay, God who carefully had made one million people. Maybe so the contract of marriage, He understands it. That okay, they shall marry the guy. I can forgive it. But you, you never marry. I just wasting one million of my creations. I go vex. But I go down the reason. Say, but I, I'm not sky daddy. Yeah, yeah I kill you. <laughs> no, but I'm not sky daddy. It's not just to blink and you make more, more people. Okay, just like think of it like work. Yeah, like you yeah, just kill me, bro. <laughs> But that's such a random thing. Oh yeah, but... my days! Oh my days! Oh <laughs> but, my goodness! So that's why I say I, I would understand oh why God, you know, God would be upset with like masturbation and all of that. But anyway, that's all tr- just trying to make the point of oh, God doesn't see black and white. Just is, <laughs> God just is God just is black and white, right? Again, so God anticipating that. I believe that. Again, it's not like God is a general that gives commands and expects it to be done. Or maybe it's an infusion of that and also a friend and a father who say so it's a Exactly I'm telling you what to do exactly. and so you should know what exactly. to do. Exactly. So right? because because of because of how this is risky, but because of how multifaceted God is in the sense that God has different attributes, but they are not against each other. The Trinity is pretty much one being in the sense that none is more powerful than the other, mm-hmm. right? None is less God than the other. Mm-hmm. It also happens that they have different functions. So you see where Jesus says, none that the Father has given unto me will I lose. And then you now see, I'll send the Holy Spirit to teach you all things. So there's that communion between three of them where they are not in opposition to any to each other at any point. Yeah. And the beauty of the Bible is that it's progressive revelation of the Godhead. It's not that, oh, New Testament God, different from Old Testament God. It's more a, we start with seeing some of his attributes, and then we begin to see other attributes, and then we begin to see other attributes, and then we begin to see other attributes. And even currently, we are still seeing other attributes. The one that I know we are currently seeing as is long-suffering, mercy, grace. We see sometimes in flashes, judgment. Like you see Ananas and Sapphira in the book of Acts, where they lied against the spirit and struck them dead and all that. Uh, we see love. Even right from the Old Testament, strangely enough, a lot of people don't pick it out. But right from the Old Testament, we see God's love flowing even till now, right? So, I mean, there's all, there's that whole mix. It's a, it's a, this, is, this is another conversation entirely. It's not, because right? the third question was theology. Oh. What's oh. this about? But carry okay. on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, so, finish um, this also, we're going to break. So, and then, yeah. so um, bringing this to the governing body idea, mm-hmm. I wanted you to clarify governing body for me. What do you mean by governing body? So, you know, you use the Deloitte example, right? Mm-hmm. So Ah, so, you mean that? Yeah, so a governing body in the sense that, again, at the end of the day, it's still going to be a hierarchical thing. That's impossible. Hang on. But for example, for example, again, the reason things like justice debate, but for example, <laughs> for example, there'll be, let's say, not the Pope, but somebody from the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. right? There's somebody from the Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. There's somebody from, from the Anglican Church. The Anglican, there's there's two or three representatives that holds all the different beliefs, which, again, is another interesting conversation because people say things like again maybe it's from a place of not knowing they say things like islam is one religion there's no branches to it per se that's why i say from a place of naivety now but it's, it's not as widespread as the Christian. different bodies of christianity different, different Christian yeah and it's like a schisms schisms all that stuff <laughs> you know I just, you know fun fact yeah fun fact there was a time in christianity where a war broke out because people wanted to change the language of liturgy from latin to english was Latin the original? 
No, the Bible came in Aramaic for Old Testament, Greek okay. for the New. Ah, right? it Aramaic. Okay. And then it was converted okay. to Latin Vulgate by Martin Luther. Okay. Right. So there isn't Latin. There is, you know, when you go to Catholic church, you hear them speak in Latin. So now the church in England wanted to say, you know, we are doing, we want to do it with Latin. We want to speak only English. Okay. And then a war broke out because people were saying, no, we want to keep Latin. So the English faction were they were killing themselves. Just imagine Nigerian church. We now say, ah, no, the East should have Igbo Christianity. Igbo, they should be speaking only Igbo. Here only Yoruba. Um, the North only Hausa and, the, and, 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 and people that want English say no we don't want and then war breaks out in all this and all of this like differences that makes me still come back to the whole but God, God says no God says one thing and what man hears is different because they are different sheep dogs for different sheep so that means there are going to be different messages ah different okay sheep. okay okay I see what you're saying so Christianity like feminism in the sense that feminism is a simple concept equality for all women or rather equal opportunities for all women for, yeah but now, the expression of feminism begins to get complex when you move from culture to culture. Hmm, In okay. America, you don't really hear people talk about female gender mutilation because it's not really a big deal there. These hmm. female CEOs, all that stuff. But in Nigeria here, person will never chop, cannot be thinking of CEO. What I'm trying to point out is the application of that simple concept of equal opportunities varies, right, from, begins, varies from culture to culture, place to place. You go to the Middle East, where it is full suppression of women and women are trying to liberate themselves from that. You go to maybe somewhere like India where arranged marriages, women are... Funny, funny. I was, I was going to write about this at some point, but I had an experience with someone from Kuwait. I'm not going to say her name because if I say her name, they can trace her because their names are very unique to their tribes. Mm. So, yeah, if I say her name... It's, 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 it's a bit it's like Olu Afemi, Olu Shola, Omo Oshunye, Because their tribes are... Kuwait, the tribes in Kuwait are linked to their master tribe in Saudi, right? So, she didn't even know what feminism was. So, I asked her if she was feminist. She said, oh, she asked me what that means, that she doesn't know. And this was 2019. So, I explained to her, she said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's... She believes that, all that stuff. How she became famous through Beyonce. She was listening to, I think, uh, one of her songs. I think, is it Who Runs the World? girls right and she was thinking about how in her tribe or rather in kuwait the women can only marry men from their tribe and when they bring a man they want to marry they have to trace his family line to the master tribe in saudi arabia but the guys can marry whoever they want the guys can listen to whatever music they want to listen to she had to be hiding to listen to beyonce her mind began to get liberated from listening to beyonce and she began to realize that this thing that we are being subjected to is wrong right and then they in their wisdom, sent her to the UK to school. <laughs> what do you think will come out of that? Um, so, that survey was kind of to explain the fact that feminism is one single simple concept, different applications across board that may intersect or may not intersect. Let's say in northern Nigeria, now women are, women are being suppressed like they're suppressed in the Middle East. Yeah. So, there will be an, there's an intersection there. Yeah. Um, I don't know about I don't know about female gender mutilation. You know, what that, what that I'm thinking though is because we're using feminism as a segue, I want to mm-hmm. like focus back on like um Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to Christianity. Yeah, I'm just trying to say that as much as it's a simple concept and it now manifests differently, I think truths are truths irrespective of context. Agreed, 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 agreed. You know? Agreed, agreed. And I think that at the end of the day, again, different iterations of religion are experienced as one whole elephant you know one religion is actually feeling the trunk of the elephant one is feeling the ear one is feeling the back because at the end of the day the common theme in all of the religions or all i think all religions should be irrespective of buddhism and all of those things is be kind be love 
and flourish for yourself and your neighbor. Uh, right? Well, I mean that's that's the ideal situation, but when you begin to when you begin to dig deeper into these religions and how maybe there are holy books, there are the maybe the um, like Buddhism now, Buddha himself, mm-hmm. and you begin to see the differences. <sighs> Because these religions are born in different time eras, those time eras define the religion. For example, if religion was born in 2003 in the Middle East, what would it look like? If Christianity was born in 1950, what would it look like? And at the end of the day, I'm thinking that, again, all the, the, the variations, all the unique traits are only unique to the people. You know, mm-hmm. again, if Christianity can be summed up, not trying to be disrespectful, mm-hmm. but if Christianity can be summed up to... Love God. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Like I said, simple concepts. And they should not... It's humans that make things wait, difficult. Now, wait, simple concepts uh-huh. are usually simple in theory. Even something as simple as eat healthy. You now begin to express eat healthy. And you are saying, oh, I have to cut out reusing oil. I have to uh, eat only organic food. Oh, I cannot... I should not eat too much noodles. In fact, cut out noodles. Some will say, oh, cut out carbs. Some will say, oh... Uh, eat 500 grams of protein per day. Some will say, oh, you know what? Uh, what's it, what do you call this? this, this um... Kegels. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a diet that people do. Keto. Keto diet. Keto. Oh, that's what some will say. Research will not come out. Oh, keto diet is bad for you. Oh, eat meat. Oh, don't eat meat. Oh, you see, you see the thing? It's a simple concept. The simple concept is eat right. When you begin to express that, in different cultures also, I mean, eat right in America is different from eat right here. Because here, you can just carry um, ugu, boil it, and eat. You cannot do that there. Because it's, the spinach we have here is different from the spinach they have there. Yeah. Right? So, with Christianity now, for instance, Christianity will say, oh, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay. Love also has different expressions. Screaming at somebody that is about to fall into a ditch is love. Yanking somebody that is about to fall into a ditch is also love. Right? Sometimes... Letting the child put his hand on the fire after I have warned him with love not to touch it is also a form of love because maybe you were not listening to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, touch him, experience the bond. Now, do you see that what I've been saying is true? Ah, yes, mommy. Okay, will you do that again? No, mommy. Fantastic. Right? So, you can see that it's a simple concept. But when you begin to express it among human beings that are complex, it begins to get a little bit dicey. Okay, so you see why I'm enjoying this conversation. Why I'm That's why you having having a, having a governing body, mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning, would be impossible. impossible. Because first things first, people quote unquote can have a revelation by themselves. Oh, God told me He has sent me to liberate the East. The person travels to the East. The person might be a successful banker here. Is doing well. Oh, I had a vision. I was supposed to go to the East to go and liberate the people there from the oppression of the devil. Person ups and lives. Now, first things first, it's not crazy for somebody to leave that kind of comfort and go and do such a thing. People would do that because they are convinced that I am sent to do this. They go there. They might start off well. That's another thing. And this brings us back to that retraining and revisiting where you are. Mm-hmm. Is them conversation. It brings us back there. I remember tweeting something recently. I think it was last month or two months ago. Where I said, yes, the person started well, but where are they now? Yes, you started well, but where are you now at this present moment? Where are you? Are you where you started? Have you progressed or have you regressed? Because that someone started well does not mean that they end well, right? So, you got this governing body thing is very, very, it's a bit dicey because, again, you see the volume of people you are dealing with across different cultures. Mm-hmm. The president of Nigeria, okay, let's say him and, him and Biden swap. 
there's going to be a big issue. Because first things first, he's wondering why there are so many bottlenecks for him to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Biden is here wondering why there's free reign for him, for him to do what he wants to do. Biden might now come, he will come with his American mindset. Oh, we want um, freedom of marriage for everyone. But Nigerians are now even looking at him like, guy, we don't even have this problem. Why are you bringing a solution for a problem that doesn't exist here? Or a problem that is, quote-unquote, a base thing? Because, you know, you make laws to protect the minority many times. Mm-hmm. We don't even have data to know if they're a minority or not. Over there, Tinubu is saying, I will remove first subsidy. Eh, hello, sir, we don't have such a thing here. Eh, ah, if we don't have subsidy, okay, ah, where will I get money now to pay the lawmakers now? Oh, the lawmakers are well taken care of. Eh, ah, so, what am I not doing? <laughs> right? These things have to be localized, like in the early church council, where top church leaders will meet and quote-unquote debate things. That's where the um, Nicene Creed comes from. That's where the Apostolic Creed even comes from. That's where, um, I think, it was one of that. No, no, Apostolic Creed didn't come from there. Nicene Creed came from that. Where top church bishops had to debate the, I think, deity of Christ because someone was preaching that, oh, Christ was not, Christ is not God and man. Christ is only man, right? And then they now had to come together, okay, what exactly does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. All of us, Anglican, Christ, Catholic, whatever, come together and we bring our heads together because even though we have differences there's something that's binding us together yeah that's what happens with bible interpretations too you have a council of top scholars from different denominations come together to translate the bible they all come with their biases but they all have to vote and come to a consensus of let's say a difficult word that is to be interpreted if it's only the anglican man you interpret it to fit his anglican worldview mm-hmm. if it's only the catholic man you interpret it to fit the, his Catholic worldview. Mm-hmm. When you have Catholic, Anglican, Presbyterian, Methodist come together, now we have to, we now have to find, the find the, what, is, what is the best way mm-hmm. to look at this. So it's the same thing, really. The governing body doesn't really work. It's ideal, but it doesn't really work. Best we can do is top church leaders that their head is correct. That's a very, very key thing. Coming together, debating, and then releasing a statement. You know, now you release a statement and then everybody um, falls in line or something like that. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I, I guess maybe the way my life is designed or my mm. brain is designed, I don't know. But I don't know how to... Exist in that kind of... No, no, no. I don't know how to hold on to problems. What that means is I hear a problem. My brain just goes into so, so, what could so be the solution, solution right? Mm-hmm. And again, I hear everything you've said. When you were speaking, what came to me was what you are speaking about is fluidity, basically. The mm. fluidity of the application of what that knowledge was, mm. right? You are speaking about, you know, somebody just leaving Lagos, going to the East or something to, quote-unquote, liberate them from the devil and everything. And, you know, you said it starts off successful and he could end up failing or something. And I mean, I was literally thinking, I wonder what this person who left this place to go to a new place decided would be his, quote-unquote, method of liberation. For example, mm. you know, if the quote-unquote problem is, you know, the uh, devil attacking you, maybe they just need, like, new churches, uh, sorry, new hospitals, mm. you know, or they need... Mm. The point was, like, the approach, and it was, like, okay, the fluidity of the application. Because, again, I, I think I'm still on the standpoint of... Again, like you said, everybody would interpret anything to suit their worldview. And, you know, going back to what I said about, I think truth doesn't need context to be true. For example, mm-hmm. you reap what you sow. 
it is in the Bible, but it's not a biblical law. It's a universal law. Mm-hmm. You, you read something here, you sow something. I mean, if you sow something here, you reap it, whether it was you a good ground. You will not and see apple next. Do you get? Mm-hmm. And all those um, givers never like These are not biblical... Um, they're not biblical laws. They're life laws. They're not tied. They're not... Tied to a religion. Yes. They're, they're yes, universal, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, and yes. Again, so, prosperity, think, prosperity happens to everyone. Yeah. I, I think the point I'm trying to make is, at the end of the day, maybe also coming back to the communities, and I guess we could debate this for a while, and I just, I'm really looking forward to listening back and then learning new things. I think at the end of the day, right, all the communities of religion and every other community, they are just responses to building a community to achieve a certain goal. Because at the end of the day, again, it doesn't really matter if I pray five times a day in my mat in my house or I do night videos every Saturday. If I go outside and my neighbors think something off about me, am I the peaceful neighbor at the very least? Are they experiencing God or Allah? Are Mm -hmm. are their lives better or worse from knowing me? Those are the things that matter. Because at the end of the day, your your personal belief is not definitive enough to... Your personal belief should should flow like a river out of you. Out of you. You know, and I guess going back to the thing about comments about we get so comfortable, we make it our definition. Meanwhile, you are more than a Christian. You're a Christian, but you're also into aviations. You also like Ragnarok. There's so many parts to you that it's a disservice to you to let your entire being be defined by I am a doctor every night or I am a this or I am a that. This, mm-hmm. this is one of the reasons why I really don't like communities because it's very easy for people to just get sucked up into that. So, so it's easy, mm-hmm. right? It's easy for people to get defined by it. But Christianity is a bit different because it's kind of like a way of life, if you may. I, so I'm so, I, mm, so I mean, and I'm, I'm talking religion in general now. Let's even let's even generalize it. Religion in general is more a way of life than a philosophical idea. That is why you get people that define themselves a lot by their religion. I think that's right? the problem. <clears throat> is it the problem? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Is it a problem if my way of life? I'm good. Um, okay. um, Tasmania devil. My way of life. <laughs> I'm a fucking stoner. I smoke Igbo every day. Okay. It's medication to me, whatever, 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 whatever all the mm-hmm. things I say I am. Mm-hmm. It is, it's not a hobby. It's not a philosophical thing. It's my way of life. Okay. It's one of the reasons why I run every day. Because again, if I harm my lungs, right, I'm supposed to do some exercise, right? But it's not just, it's, it's the, in the, in this religion of smoking, I'm also able to realize that apart from smoking, it just also makes sense to be healthy. It also makes sense to sleep good. It also makes sense to be kind. It also makes sense to do this. It also makes sense to do that. Point is, as you said, Christian should be a river flowing through you, right? So at the end of the day, it's like a, if I'm, if I'm, if I go outside and I wear whatever I wear, I go outside. Mm. Someone who says not going to know I am a Christian just by looking at me. Yes. It's if. It's by what you do. Exactly. If I say hi, good afternoon. Yes. I don't need to say God bless you yeah. or hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I will thank you very much. You know, and you, so that's why you know, the way of life is. There's a quote for that. There's a quote for that okay. by Martin Luther. And he said that a Christian cobbler is not known by putting little crosses on the shoes that he makes. Mm-hmm. It's by the fact that he does. An great shoes job. every time an excellent shoe every mm. time and that flows from his God is excellent mm-hmm. he serves an excellent God mm-hmm. therefore he's not going to make something that will not reflect, reflect. Mm-hmm. who he's serving you see that with ways of life there are hierarchies some supersede others I'm a Christian I work in aviation I enjoy driving 
I'm a Christian supersedes all because me being a solid aviation employee that's your way of life that's your coming work. from well it has become my way of life now because I'm going to be researching everything aviation to be effective in that I'm going to be living an aviation an aviation an aviation an aviation life because mm-hmm. yeah so to a large extent okay that means to a small extent it's kind of like a way of life right I, I go to church it's a way of life for me now mm-hmm. Because I go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Where does that flow from? The top way of life that's me being a Christian. Mm-hmm. I enjoy helping people think clearly. It's a way of life for me. Where does that come from? That was born from the fact that I realized that a lot of people were not thinking properly about Christianity. And I'm talking Nigerian context. I'm in mm-hmm. Nigeria and I live in Nigeria. I've yeah. seen that a lot. I also was in that too until I began to listen to some guys and then it kind of opened my head up. Right. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, I kind of made it a quote-unquote life mission to help people think clearly about Christianity, mm-hmm. help people think clearly about God, help people think clearly about Jesus, help people think clearly about the Holy Spirit, help people think clearly about what God demands from us, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, there are different things that will be a way of life for you, but they are all flowing from somewhere. Yeah. Are you the progenitor of your way of life, or are you going to be divine to be guided? to live life and have a way that you live your life. And in my own context now, it's Christianity. I personally did a bit of research on religions and all that, and I can be confident that, look, there's really no other place to go, really. Yes, there, there's the argument of, oh, you were born to a Christian home, therefore you have a bias for Christianity. If you were born in Islam, you have a bias for Islam. To that, I say, well, let's say both your parents were lawyers. You might be born into a family of lawyers, but you enter music. At some point, it's your at choice. Some point, exactly. At some point, you are going to have to settle down and yeah. ask yourself questions and look at things for what they are. I know some people that will not live a particular religion or a particular way of life because of the benefits that they are going to throw away. I hear you, and I'm just, I feel like we can continue, so I'm just going to bring this to a point so that we can go on a break <laughs> and then we can also wrap up the pod. Okay, but okay. I, I think that, again, that's the point of this episode, I think. By the time I listen back, I also learn new things, but... I, moment i am right now it's like at the end of the day every religion from mm-hmm. christianity to ev- everything irrespective of their own unique reasons say again because like the reason for five five prayer five times a day someone can argue so also it, it builds discipline it builds like the rationale mm-hmm. is very different but at the end of the day at the very least it means loving yourself and loving those around you. Absolutely. And what I'm also, I mean, so you now need to know the meaning of love. That's the meaning of everything. Yeah. And so, you know, like you said, the, express, the, the higher religion. Love. Exactly. So all the religions at the end of the day are all catering to the larger community of humanity. Yes, they have their own biases that, okay, you'll be judged for this, you'll be judged for that, and X, Y, Z. But, you know, it's like you had said in the beginning, it's, it's just a focus on the bad and, quote-unquote, really the good. Fuck all of the, not fuck all of the, but fuck all of the consequences, per se. Like, the main focus is for a good world. Mm. You know, that's the yeah, point. Yeah, the world point. flourishing. Exactly. That's the point of every religion. And, you know, you know how I said about everything, it's about fluidity, it's about application. It's like, okay, I want to say this very carefully. Okay. I feel like sometimes God can be like Google. You know how they say never Google your symptoms because mm-hmm. why do I have a headache to give everything? I th- I could say that God went with that approach because people would say, they would laugh when they say sex ties you to people spiritually. I think it's a thing, but in, in, the, in the terms of not even necessarily tying your destiny or anything, but access to you, what that means is if I have sex with this person, two weeks down the line, this person can text me saying she's broke, or this person can text me saying she's happy, or this person can text me saying anything, and 
she has a quote-unquote right to demand my attention because we had sex, mm. right? So that's already access to my spirits. That's access to who I am. Otherwise, if we hadn't had sex, I can treat her anyway. Like I don't need to respond to you now or whatever. And I also think that, you know, it's, you know how, you know, it's the... It's how, because humans are generally not the best in handling the uncomfortable conversations, mm. once you have sex with someone, you just... You're not due to quote unquote sinning. You're not due to that anger or jealousy or lying or whatever. And you know, God is like, you know what? I'm going to Google this shit. Just don't have sex to you. I'm going to get married. Mm. You know, it's like, again, it's just such a wild. And the point I'm trying to make is, I don't know, every religion just tends to a world where life is good, is rainbows and bunnies. Like, again, but you know, the Bible knew that the, the religions know that the world is not rainbows and bunnies because mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be, belong to yeah. your yeah. religion. But it's yeah. choosing to see the rainbows and bunny every time. Once we understand that, life so, really shouldn't I mean, be very hard, to be honest. It's funny thing. It's somewhere in the Bible that said, your heart of mine desperately wicked. Yeah. Who can know it? Yeah. So, desperately wicked is a very, very interesting way to describe it. Mm-hmm. It didn't say wicked. Desperately, say yeah. Desperate. So, desperately wicked means you're looking for wickedness where there's not, right? So, even if we were doing major, somebody will still come out. Has do something message. That is why, like we had said about the law, the existence of law is for putting their consequences. That's why religion are, exists. That you know there's, the consequences does not mean we will not break that same law. Yeah, no, but you, you suffer the consequences. That's if you are caught now. Now who they catch be thief? Abi? That's if you are caught, man. So yeah. that's the thing. Like you rightly said, the point of religion and Again, I can speak for only the one I practice. Yeah. The point of Christianity is to live a life that's flourishing. It doesn't promise you rainbows. Mm-hmm. Because it's telling you that you have trouble in this world. But take heart, I have overcome. That's what Jesus said. So you have trouble in this world means prepare your mind. They will hate you because they hated me. That's what Jesus said also. So now, you are preparing your mind for, okay, oh, I might be flourishing, but someone out of, someone somewhere can just hate me for no good reason. We are called to love our enemies, which a lot of people don't. Adhere to seem to understand because then they get you prepare a table with prayers of enemies. If you call for all of them to die, where's the table when you prepare the front of right? <laughs> you have to leave some haters <laughs> exactly to see your flourishing at least. Mm-hmm. So, in the end, the point of um, Christianity is to live a flourishing life, right? And to live a life that is making sure others are flourishing too. How do you call put them? What was the point of flying first class in a crashing plane? Was it J. Cole or I don't, I, I Dave? Don't know. I don't know. But something like but that. But then, exactly. So, does that mean that there won't be people that are not enjoying a flourishing life? No, it doesn't mean that. The world we're currently living in is going to have all sorts of things. Yeah. Right? But as much as possible, as much as it's within your power, be at peace with all men. Mm. It's in the Bible again. As much as it's within your power, be at peace with all men. Doesn't mean all men will be at peace with you. Now take that, take that across board. If everybody's at peace with all men, are we not all good? We're all good. Exactly. But we know that that is us talking about utopia. That's theoretically, yeah. That's utopia. Yeah. In reality, you can only be at peace with all men as we much as peace you can. With yourself, yeah. And be at peace with yourself and hope for the best. Hope that you people that you are going to meet, you are hoping against hope because you have been promised trouble. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, even in the, in the end, just we should all just treat ourselves properly, treat ourselves better, and let's not be saying one thing and doing another thing. The person that calls himself a Christian should live like a Christian. Not you are declaring Christianity. 
and you are saying you are living under that thing entirely. Or even if you are living under that thing entirely, at least be honest with yourself to say, I am not living like a Christian. Self-honesty, self-accountability. Be honest with yourself that I am not living like a Christian. Okay, I want to start living like one. I don't want it to be that God's testimony of me is their lips are with me, but their hearts are far from me. Like he told the Pharisees. Yeah. Imagine God having that kind of testimony about somebody. The owner of the universe has that testimony about you. That's crazy, man. So, let it just be that, okay, well, I know that I'm a Christian. What does Christianity entail? Live like this, live that, live like this. That means that there are some things that I like doing that I will stop. Because my God said I should not do them. It is paining me. But I trust him. But I trust him. It's like you enjoy driving your car at 200 km per hour. They put speed limits 150. It is paining you. But you get why? Obey because he gets why. He gets get, this put speed bump. You don't like it, but you will not drive with speed on top of the speed bump. They will remove, remove everything from under your car. You will drive slowly and climb the speed bump, even though you are impatient. Because he gets why. You don't want the under of your car to not exist again. <laughs> right? And they say Nigerian men do not draw analogies. <laughs> don't go anywhere else. So we'll go a quick break and we'll be right back. According to Obasanjo's internet, cookies are small text files sent by the website you're visiting to the computer or device being used. If accepted, these cookies are stored on the web browser of your device and can then track, collect, and send data from your browser to the website owner. However, that is not what we mean by cookies. For us, they are beautifully crafted with love pieces with a velvety taste of chocolate or a burst of peanutty goodness when you take a bite. So now that you've been properly educated, you can make a more informed decision. So we ask, will you accept our cookies? Funa Streets, home of big treats. Guys, the break wasn't a very long break because we've given you guys a lot to chew on. Mm -hmm. And to be very honest, again, this is more an episode. This is an episode that I really wanted to happen for me. So if you've learned something good for you, if not, I'm a, all I can do is pray for you, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, and if you're wondering why he hasn't asked me any questions, he already came up that he doesn't have any questions to ask me, which I love. And that's why I've just been able to just talk a lot and just, you know, be here for as long as we've been here. Because I know it's been a minute. I, I checked the recording. That, that one was one hour. This one was 30 minutes. Wow. So, yeah. Um, wow. So, we're going to wrap up now with the last question I have because I feel like we've given you guys a lot. I know I've learned a lot. And the last question is... What would you define or what would you say it means to live a fulfilled life? I ask this because, again, you know how the regular theology... Yeah, yeah I was going, what to, is I was life? going to give it theological answer. <laughs> yeah, but, but again, what would you say... Give, I was going to give it the regular... Oh, no, 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 uh, no, no, regular no, no. answer. But you, again, you know me, I, I, I want to give you something. I want I'll to give you something. Yeah. yeah, so what would you say... Because you know, me, I'm still fulfilling my own life. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. You know, with everything <laughs> you know, with everything... So it's not from a place of authority like this is definitely mm. but this is so far so good you know for sure what would you say living a fulfilled life would be or it means you know okay i think the first thing would be be very careful with the things you try and i'm saying this because the usual rhetoric is try things you know you're in your 20s try everything you want to try 
because now it's time to try everything. Um, I don't know why you're saying now. Are you 20? <laughs> <laughs> you say now is the time. <laughs> okay, then was the time. <laughs> to try everything, you know, or you have time. Guy, yeah, you don't have time. You don't have time at all. I'm not saying that to scare anyone, but the way years go by. Bro, it's been about eight years since I left school. I can't even believe that it's eight years. And it's just like, no, actually, I've been trying to do the calculation. I just actually did the calculation. We've known each other for 20 years. Wow. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, it's, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> How old are we that we have known for 20, 20 years? <laughs> Carry on. I entered school and actually, actually, I did just one somewhere else at eight and then came to ah, okay. down that Okay. Um, so, how do you know what to settle on if you are trying? What's the time frame for knowing, okay, I've tried and I should stop trying and move on to something else? I think when you try, you'd know. That That's the thing. There's no explanation to it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Be very deliberate yeah, about, about what you're trying. You're trying. Yeah. Because if it's interest, you're open to the internet. Mm. There are a lot of things that you can be interested in. Oh, interested in writing, interested in speaking, interested in data analysis, interested in innovation stuff. Interested in um, football, interested in gaming, interested in watching movies. I've named seven interests now. Mm-hmm. How many lives do I have? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one, nice one, nice one, nice one. That, that's a good one, that's a very good one. Um, so I have nine lives, right? <laughs> I have one life. Mm. I have named um, seven interests. I'm, seven interests. Four careers. The four careers are speaking, writing, aviation, data analysis. All these things are encompassing. If you're a writer, it's difficult for you to also become a data person. I'm not saying it's impossible. You can do these two things, but that would be crazy. If you're a writer, it's also difficult to be an aviation person. Well, if you're an aviation person, it's also difficult to be a writer also. Because you are doing a lot of research. You are doing a lot of work as an aviation person. And I'm, t- and I'm even talking engineering because I, I'm an engineer. I'm not, I'm not a pilot. I'm not an engineer, but I work in engineering. We'll explain that later. Um, <laughs> At the introduction, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because of the amount of the volume of work you have to do, it will be difficult for you to have time to even think and write. You, are, you want to speak. You want to go for speaking events. Well, uh, you are in aviation. You are going to work weekends sometimes. But speaking events are mostly going to be weekends. Saturdays, maybe, yes, you want to MC, right? You might want to MC a, 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 a wedding. They call you to work on that same Saturday. It will happen frequently. What do you do? You now return the money back and your career in MC is dying because MC is by referral, just like mechanic, mm. right? Just like even sometimes doctors too. Mm-hmm. Just like a therapist also. Yeah. You are going to now have to ask yourself, I have to drop one to focus on the other one. If you are trying, oh, you are trying all these things together, you are really not going to have, you are really not, it's going to be very, very difficult. That's the story of my life now, where I got job mechanic for creativity. Exactly. Exactly. One thing has to give. One will suffer. One has to give. Actually, both were suffering. Exactly. (laughs) Both will suffer. So one has to give for the other one to flourish. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Be very, very selective on what you are trying. You have major interests. You have four major interests. The one that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know what? I want to die here. Pick that one and go with it. For you to be on a balance success, you need 10 years, Abby. And that, that's that's like a maximum. Yeah. Right? You can be on a balance success two years, three years, 
18 months. Yeah, maximum 10 years. But ma- 10 years, you are definitely going to be under a nice success. And definitely now is 90-70%. Yeah. There's still, there's that, still, there's still life. that life. There's still the life. Because right? so, you keep buying, you talk exactly, to Exactly. <laughs> or I think my just work because one policy has bought everything. So, um, <laughs> so, that's, oh, that's the, and thing is, I'm going to all this are very Nigerian, but I realize it's actually not Nigerian. It could be a world policy, but, but yeah, we're Nigerians we're in Nigeria, Nigeria, so and Nigerians understand why I mean, why I, what, yeah. I, what I say when I mean one policy can spoil everything. Yeah. Um, so be very, very deliberate about what you experiment with and eventually pick one and run with it. I think that would lead to feeling like because every other thing would kind of flow from there. I mean, I cannot, I cannot throw away the fact that. Being a Christian leads to a fulfilling life too. Because my understanding of freedom, if you look at the World Declaration of free, of, um, of, of Human Rights, where mm-hmm. all the freedoms are listed, you see that they interweave. Freedom comes with boundaries. Mm. I know that sounds like the exact opposite mm. of freedom, but nothing you do happens in a vacuum. You're on Earth because there's oxygen in the air. If you go out in space, you will die. <laughs> Except your Kalil. Except your Kalil. Who is a fictional character, by the way. That's what so, you think. You are in a car. You have to accelerate to move. You cannot say, I have the freedom of moving without pressing the acceleration. My dear, you will be on one spot. You are flying on Todd Milan Bridge. You have to press brake because you are within the context of other drivers on the road. If you don't press brake, you will run into somebody and two of you, you will die. Or you will both enter the lagoon. You enter the lagoon, you have to swim because within that context, your freedom is to move your hands left, right. Or else you will sink and die. There's always a choice. Point is, freedom comes with boundaries. And that pretty much sums up everything. I know we all want to do what we want, but there are boundaries to everything. That's why there's something called an overreaction, right? Mm -hmm. You can react... But, but you should can, You can react to a point where ah, it's too much now. Mm. Tone down. Mm. Right. You can talk, but then there's something called talking too much. You can eat, but there's something called gluttony. You are free to do what you want, but it's within the context of their boundaries. So freedom of expression cannot trump someone's freedom of movement. Or rather, should not trump freedom should, of mm. should not trump someone's freedom of movement. Should not trump someone's freedom of I can't remember the other ones. I think there are about seven. There are seven of them. I can't remember. Seven, I'll yeah. add them to the show notes. The idea is what you are doing has a domino effect on somebody else or something else. You might say you're not hurting them. But then we have to ask, how do you measure hurt? Because in this moment, you're not hurting them. But down the line, you might hurt them. Hmm. Because what you are doing now... Does it create an environment that hurts or, them? Or, exactly. Hmm. But in my recent subconscious that they might not begin to act out down the line. That they, can, they might not be able to trace to this moment. Yeah. Right? So, everything works within boundaries. Everything works within a quote-unquote system. And we have to understand understand the system, understand the boundaries to know how best to maximize our freedoms. For me, ultimately, Christianity creates the boundaries that I work with, the freedoms that I move around in. So, fulfilling life, um, Christianity creating boundaries and freedoms for me, and then being... Um, careful and selective about what you are going to try in life because you don't have time and time is money, my dear. So, yeah. That's a lot of food for thought. And I'm going to leave you guys with this before we wrap up. Um, there's something Shane Kusson said in one of his projects and pretty much paints a picture of the Grim Reaper. 
and how death must have heard every single excuse that there is in the book. Mm. And the conversation goes thus. It wasn't my time. I wasn't ready. And then, you know, death asks, what were you waiting for? Mm. And then you give a million and one excuse, but then the question remains the same. What were you waiting for? And then Shane wraps up this piece of work with this charge. We're all dying every single day. Not trying to be a scaremonger or anything. We're all dying. But we're we not dead death. yet. I think we should talk about death more. <sighs> so, you know, hmm, this is such an interesting sign. You know why? Because I've been trying to mull over it. Maybe I should just have the entire of next season be on death. Because as you know, that's what I'm not trying to do, making each season themed to something. Themed something okay. So I just want to know the entirety of next season, just death. So if you've experienced death, you know, just death, mm. your thoughts on death, um, that's actually what I should do. You'll be my first guest, Abby. <sighs> okay. All right, all right, all right. I'll take that, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, let me move over it. Uh, let's finish this season first. But yeah, we're all dying, but we're not dead yet. So, you know, you have time, but you don't. Yeah. You know, so you have to be very deliberate. I keep telling you guys, like, at the end of the day, tomorrow is very important, but it's not really important because you don't know what tomorrow says. All that really mm. matters is today and making sure that you're doing everything deliberate in such a way that if and when tomorrow comes, you're ready to hit the ground running <laughs> somebody that guy has given me a new meaning to hit the ground running you know ah. <laughs> that's why I laughed anyways guys yeah so um, introducing who Tasmanian Devil is um, over to you sir do I have to say my name you don't okay let's keep it at that alright then <laughs> um, so thank you guys for listening if you've enjoyed what you heard if you've my learned my name is Ojo Dali I work in Vision as a technical records slash maintenance planning engineer. Um, I will not tell you where I work because you will. Safety is good. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I do. That's my name. So that's who I am. I am very, very religious. I would include your. You know, the funny thing, the thing is, when, when, when I say, when people say religious, people think, oh, ugh. Again. Again, I have him on the pod, guys. You know he's not just religious. But then, but then, religion in itself, being religious in itself is not a bad thing. It is when you are doing things religiously without thinking. It's kind of, it's, it's a word that is like jealousy. Jealousy is not a bad thing. Exactly. But people hear it and think because, bad. Because, because if, if you go to the dictionary and look for religious, you just see that it's having a set of laws, However, a set of rules. And this is what we're going to wrap up with. You know, it's not too dissimilar from pilots can't have too many bad pilots, right? Mm-hmm. If a community or if a word or if something is defined by something that it isn't, mm-hmm. then it's up to the people to quote unquote change the meaning yeah. because yeah. there has yeah. to be a reason. Yeah. The, the yeah. reason why it has that meaning yeah. is because of people. Yeah. You know, so if someone hears religious the same, the same, same way, I'll use the example, but the same way homophobia moves from fear of to hatred of when phobia has a word bam bam actually I've never thought wow that's true because phobia is actually literally the, the fear, fear of something and every time I see that I'm like ah well we're here now it's like we gay initially was mainly describing someone that's happy and now moved to mainly describing someone that is up attracted to someone of the same you know what's actually interesting this is so just it's fantastic. Fantastic. I just it's thought just about it too you know, very often they say hatred is rooted in jealousy and fear. Mm. 
So maybe phobia is actually keeping its name. And but the hatred but, has been but used it, to blanket the phobia because actually still, I don't know, for whatever reason, uh-huh. a fear of sorts exactly. and then the expression is hatred. Anyway, that's what for thought, guys. Um, if you've enjoyed what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever channel you're listening on. What he said. If you've hated it, please don't forget to share with an enemy to punish them. You must share. Be it like, let it be like uh, COVID. Spread it. Mm. And um, yeah, next episode is going to be the season finale. So everybody say thank you, Tasmanian Devil. Thank you, that Tasmanian Devil. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, see you guys in the next episode. Do you want to say anything else before we press off? No, no, good, good. And you guys stay good. Remember to spread love, spread legs, spread lights, and don't do anything I wouldn't do. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Oof. It's so party!